0: Here at Focus on the Family, we're passionate about helping families, no matter what you're facing. On this episode, we're continuing a conversation about children in blended families and their impact on your marriage. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Erin Smalley, who head up our marriage team here. And you two have worked together uh, with so many couples over the years. I'm sure there's a blended family that has gone through kind of a pit and you've seen them come out the other side stronger because of some of those difficulties.
1: Yeah, we have close friends, Ed and Renee Baer. And I asked them if we could share this, and they said, absolutely. They're a part of a blended family. And one of the things that I so admired about them is Renee's son was very young when she started dating and ultimately married Ed. And what I love is that instantly, he, he just became this boy's father. This became his son. Like, there was never... A doubt, and actually, last night, as I was asking them, "Could could do you mind if I tell the story? What's it about?" It's, we're we're talking about blended families. He goes, "Well, why would you talk about us?" Well, I said, "Because you're in a blended family." He goes, what? "Oh yeah, oh that's right. Oh my." He, in other <laughs> words, he, th- there there's a way in which that he's taken ownership of his family, of his son. Now they have three kids total, adult kids, all by now. But it's, it's just I I so respect that And I love his passion for for all of his kids, whether that was a stepchild or not, and it's remarkable. And in and then the way that they work together, their realtors, and the way that they minister together to people selling their home, and we've gone through that. They sold one of our homes. It was amazing just to see them both operating in their gifting and the way that they support each other and just Mm -hmm. work together Mm because it's not easy to work together. Per se, with a
2: spouse. Do you yeah, want to say more about I that, Greg? That because was, you and I work together. <laughs> I could sense her
0: leaning in. I could see that out of my... We'll preference. cover that in a different podcast. But uh, but they're just, yeah. they're, they're just... What a great example. Mm-hmm. There is There's what hope. God can do. Yeah, there is hope. It's, it's not easy, but God can do remarkable things. So what well, we're going to hear now from Ron Deal and Gary Chapman, who have done so much uh, writing and researching about this topic. Here they
3: are speaking with Jim Daly. You also talked about the five P's of step parenting. Let's hit those. Yeah, and by the way, I think we're gonna make available to your audience a little e-booklet, uh, The Five P's of Step Parenting. So Excellent. That's good. if you Thank don't you catch all of these. That's you know, a free gift, isn't it? <laughs> People will be able to download that as a free PDF. That's exactly right. What are those five P's? P number one is partner. This step parenting is predicated on the notion that the um, step parent and the biological parent have really partnered well in their marriage you're supporting each other, you're nurturing each other. The bio parent understands that they have to play a huge role in the lives of their children to set up the step parent for some success. The expectation, all right kids, you're gonna be kind and decent to this person. You know, that goes a long, (laughs) long way, right? (laughs) Partner also means we talk behind closed doors about parenting, about rules, about consequences, about expectations of the children. We have to parent together. And let me tell you, I've done quite a bit of research and looking into the established research on this notion that less than half of couples that are getting married to form a blended family have any serious conversation about how they're going to parent together. Huh. It is very overlooked by most couples. So then they get thrown into the mix, and now they're trying to figure it out as they go. you got to partner well around parenting. So that's what sets the step-parent up to move into the second P, which is to pursue A relationship with the stepchild and this is really the heart of what the love language and the message in this book is really all about how do you pursue with wisdom how do you pursue carefully how do you understand what's going on with the child not overdo it It, it, let me give you a quick little analogy if you had a new neighbor John you got a new neighbor moving in just a couple doors down and you're thinking I'm gonna go and you know meet my new neighbors and try to you know get to know them and be a good influence and you know, what would you do? Well, let me ask you this way, what would you not do? If you're trying to make a friend out of a new neighbor, what would you not do? Well, you probably wouldn't go bang on their door and shout, you know, hey, I'm your new neighbor, uh, let me in, I'm hungry, I'm gonna get some food out of your refrigerator and just storm your way in. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, w- we all know that's not the way it works. Well, what would you do? You'd go knock on the door and you'd wait. <laughs> And you might have to wait a while. And they might come to the door and say, who is it? And not even open the door. And you'd have to talk through a door. And how awkward would that be? But you you know that's where it starts. And you'd talk long enough to let them know who you are and what you're about. And if they trust you a little, they might crack the door open. And now you got one eyeball you could talk to, and you, you talk to the eyeball for a little while. And they have to get comfortable there before they start moving the door open. Well, you can see the analogy. The child sets the pace for this pursuit. Mm. That's P number three. You're going to pursue, but you have to let the child's pace determine how hard you pursue, how intensely yeah. you pursue. Otherwise, you are a nuisance and a threat, Right. Four, p number four patience p number five is persistence those two are the what we've alluded to already. My goodness, if you're not patient, then you're just you know all the time frustrated and you're complaining and you're nitpicking about this that or the other thing, and whining to your spouse the biological parent can't why can't you get your child to love me? None of that helps all of that just stirs stress and tension between family members it's not helpful, sure. But patience, crockpot mentality, it's going to happen. I just have to continue to pursue at a pace that the child can receive and remain persistent. Yeah. Uh, Gary and I believe step-parents should be stubborn, stubbornly persistent mm-hmm. <laughs> at just loving as the child will let you love them and trust that over time that grows into something very authentic authentic. Aaron, in your counseling, I'm
0: sure you've seen couples who have this very thing. They've got a child who's uh, really uh, potentially causing a wedge in the relationship. How have you seen couples overcome that?
2: Mm-hmm. It is so amazing because so many times couples will come in with this exact issue and they're coming in going, we've got to figure this out because it's coming between us. And what I love is that we we sit and we, A, I equip them with some tools of how to talk about this in a way that feels safe to both of them, to where they're both being heard and understood and validated and empathized with. And what I see is as they navigate that and they really get good at that skill of communicating well, that they end up becoming closer Through this difficulty, through this trial, because not only then are they learning how to navigate, how do we talk about when one of our kids is struggling with one of us, but so many other topics now they can talk about. And it ends up being so beneficial to their marriage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, as we heard from Greg earlier, um, if you have the right attitude and mindset, and if you invest the work, there can be great outcomes on the other side of some of the challenges and difficulties. And certainly we heard that from Gary and Ron. We're going to encourage you to get a copy of their book if you're in a blended family uh, or if you know somebody that this would be a great gift for. It's called Building Love Together in Blended Families, written by Ron Deal and Gary Chapman. It's a super insightful book, and uh, we're making that available today when you contribute to the work of Focus on the Family. Make a financial donation of any amount, and I uh, will send that book to you. And there are details in the show notes. And if you'd like, uh, you can also get the free download of the entire conversation with Ron and Gary. We're making that available in the episode notes as well. It's uh, about 50 or 60 minutes long altogether. Some great insight in it. Next time, we're going to hear from Ryan and Selena Frederick about ways to pray for your spouse. It's a fun, very practical program. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family
3: Marriage Podcast.